Hello fellow Whovians, welcome to Who Do Who Think Who Are. This is a Doctor Who rewatch review podcast hosted by me, Jordy Steele, and Cultaholic at Triple Jump's Fraser Porter. Hey, what's up, Jordy? We're back for another episode. It's the first episode, the first official episode of season four. Uh, this is... I can't believe this has come around so fast when we were starting going... I know. Wait till we get to season five for Matt Smith, because that's when I will sort of pop. Mm. We're almost there. We're almost there. Season four is also a very good season. Let's see if it lives up to our expectations. So, poem of the week. Poem of the episode. Are you ready? Yeah. It's a short one. Okay. Partners in crime to be partners in time. It took not a lot of effort to figure out this rhyme. Is that... That's, that's all? It. Okay. I told um, you it wasn't much. You did say it wasn't much this week. Um, You know, considering the fact that you were writing it very quickly before we started, uh, and it starts yeah. really strong and then just sort of it it kind of trails off. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Uh, you, I was tell you, if this not was a, a lot of Britain's prep. Talent panel. Yeah. I I probably would have buzzed at the midway point. Okay. Uh, That's it would like be three seconds in. It would be a no. It would be a no from from me. Right. However, I tell you what? to come back next year. All right, you wouldn't have like held up your hand and been like, "Can we hear something else?" I mean, I would maybe leave that to one of the other judges. It's not my like style. Like when Harry Styles sang "Hey Soul Sister." Yeah, and then they were like, "Can you join as a boy band?" What have you have you seen the footage of him singing "Hey Soul Sister"? No, nah, I wasn't really. A... The un unaired footage. No, nah, I wasn't really. A... So he, he he sang. No, it's 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 been time. like uncovered recently. Um. His first song was Hey Soul Sister, and it was absolutely horrible. I imagine it. And then they were like, can we hear something else just to hear your voice? Um, and then he sung what was aired, and it was brilliant. And I then obviously he went on. But imagine if they hadn't asked him to give him a second chance. We wouldn't have Harry's How house. How different the world would today would be. We would not have Harry's house, and that's, that's a travesty. I'm glad we've got that. So many women our age wouldn't have a one thing to base their entire personality on. Partners in Crime aired on the 5th of April 2018, Fraser. No, it didn't. <laughs> it aired 10 years before on the 5th of April 2008. It was directed by James Strong, who did the last episode. He also did uh, The Impossible Planet, The Satan Pit. He was uncredited for partial contribution to Smith & Jones. Uh, he also did Daleks in Manhattan, Evolution of the Daleks, um, and he will go on to do Planet of the Dead, and he's also done uh, Cyberwoman. Yeah, unfortunately that one. But um, quite, a, quite a list of episodes, some good, some bad, some average, you know, like... It's an alright, alright repertoire there. Yeah. We start with... Donna Noble and the Doctor both infiltrating Adipose Industries, but they keep missing each other. Love this. Love this. The comedic yeah. brilliance has already began. It's definitely uh, a, a very lighter tone to kick things off on. Mm -hmm. For, to be honest, a series that gets darker as this, this one goes on. It does, yeah. Um, it's weird because it sort of shows Donna Noble to be a better 
infiltrator than the doctor because she get they both get in as health and safety yeah but she has like a proper forged pass yeah he just has the psychic psychic paper paper. she's um definitely upgraded her skill set and is clearly got a knack for this Mm -hmm. i like that what she she explains that since the doctor left she regrets sort of not going with him but she's been looking for adventures and 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 to find him she's been basically investigating anything that's been strange and there's lots of uh strange things being reported about uh adipose industries but i like that yeah it shows that her skills have been developed and she's getting better at infiltrating whereas the doctor he just walks he could have he just materializes from the tardis and just walks in with his psychic paper yes. It just, uh, I mean, it's, it's it's all too easy. It's too to easy for him now. Yeah, yeah, it's too too easy for him. And Donna's, yeah, again, it's it's very quickly establishing that she is worthy of being in the TARDIS alongside the Doctor. Now she mm-hmm. probably wasn't back in in Runaway Bride. She was just no. caught up in this surreal adventure. Um, so this really gets it. Is kind of what directed to the fans that were going Catherine Tate's going to be the new companion and it's going to be Donna Noble who was the bride this yeah. is straight away going no 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 she knows what she's doing she's, she's in charge worthy. yeah uh, they both uh, sort of uh, cozy up to, to, to phone workers uh, phone salesmen of the adipose industries and they both collect a list of customers and a pendant yeah, the little, um, a little necklace. Adipose are responsible for selling a, I guess, drug, a it's medication. It's a mir- mir- miracle drug that helps you lose weight. Lose weight. And uh, the doctor goes to visit Roger Davey and Donna goes to visit Stacy Campbell. The, the fat just walks away. The fat just walks away. And it has been at 10 minutes past one every night. Roger Davy wakes up to the burglar alarm going off because something keeps walking out of his cat flap. I like the way this is done and it establishes, he's like, oh yeah, just a regular occurrence. And the doctor's like, okay, that's the thing. Do you perhaps have a cat flap? It's not someone breaking in, it's someone breaking out. Although it's weird that he's like, one, the fact that something's going through his cat flap is setting off the burglar alarm. Um, One, if he doesn't have a cat, why wouldn't he sort of get rid of that or nail it down so nothing sort of just gets into his house? And two, why would something leaving the cat flap set off, set off a burglar alarm? Yeah, it's 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 an odd odd one, unless the it's causing other damage in the house mm. and it's True. breaking something. But again, he just goes, oh, there's not no sign of damage, no sign of break-ins. Um... He just leaves the cat flap, but he does. The character does go. I've just never thought about getting it, getting it removed. Mm. I've, you know, I'm just I never... like the, I like the the line where he's like, "I'm I'm not a cat person," and the doctor's like, "No, I've met cat people. Okay. You're nothing like them." Yeah, it's brilliant. It's, it's funny. Yeah, it's that comedy coming in. Oh, we do speak about but... Do- Doctor Who on the podcast, the Cultaholic podcast. Sorry, because I mentioned cat people. Right. Uh, Donna accidentally activates the pendant and uh, Stacy collapses into multiple adiposes. Uh, tiny little fat boys. Yeah, and Donna's just killed someone. 
Yes. She's just... And she doesn't really seem remorseful or regretful. I guess she doesn't really know it's her, though. I guess. That's the only thing. Well, does she not she activate the walk pendant. in as she sort of f- becomes multiple Oedipus? Yeah, but she might not realize that that's the pendant. But True. It? Yeah. But um, it's probably like, quite it, dramatic. It gives a wee... The last one, as they're leaving through the bathroom window, gives a wee wave and a wink. Yeah, a little fat boy. A little fat boy. Uh, we could say that because they're made of fat. We're yes, not yeah. being fat phobic. Yeah. The doctor follows the signal from the activation of the pendant, again, narrowly missing Donna. It's the again... great shot of like a, a, a forked road. Uh, and they're uh, on They're the literally just, just obscured by a wall, pretty much. Mm. And it's like, oh, if like you'd if just either... maybe taken like 10 more steps forward. Yeah. You would have seen If either of them had said anything, they would have heard each other. Yeah. Yeah. They're that close. So uh, Donna returns home and we get uh, Sylvia Noble again. Um, She's just just nagging her all the time. Nag, nag, nag. What a Um, nag. What a nag. So uh, she, Donna goes up the hill to visit Grandad and it's bloody Wilfred Mott again. Wilfred Mott. Back to back. Glad they brought him in. What a choice to be our granddad. Do you think he must have... They must have put him in Voyage of the Damned after including him as a main character. Or do you think they were like, oh, he was so great in Voyage of the Damned, let's make him... Because his scenes aren't like with anybody else. So they could have been easily reshot. Well, actually, no. There's a shot with Sylvia uh, later on um where he's in it but i do have some information on that which I'll, I'll i'll properly get to in the in the trivia section later on the hoovia section um but oh no where'd you go where'd you go i don't know something happened there right you were talking about the trivia section so i will get to that in the trivia section later um but he wasn't meant to be in the series is a wee spoiler okay. for the trivia. Right. Um, she asks if he's seen uh, a little blue box. And he's like, Is, does that mean something? Hey, he's right. You're bloody mental, aren't you? Hey, you're right. bloody mental. You crazy <laughs> Yeah, that's essentially what he's saying. He's just like, oh, I don't understand half the things you're talking about. Whatever we're spoiling. She's like, but, 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 yeah, but, but, you see but, that but, blue box, Gramps? You come You running. come you call me. Um, Great Catherine Day impression. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate. Yeah, you want a mate with me. Uh, we get a great scene uh, where the doctor is he's explaining everything. He's talking out loud and then he realizes he's alone. And then we get a lovely wee shot that lasts like five seconds of just him standing alone with there's like no one else and all you just, hear is the uh sad. is it the cloister bell is that the noise yeah the, the tardis the the sound yeah it's very sad and it, it puts into like perspective this is the first time although obviously when we see him in smith and jones he's been traveling alone for a little while we don't see him traveling alone no 
So this is the first proper time that we actually get to see him alone and mm-hmm. isolated. I was very sad. Yeah. Uh, Donna hides in the adipose industry's toilets and she thinks she's been caught, but it turns out someone else is hiding in there. It's Penny Carter, a reporter investigating adipose industries. Miss Foster take, brings her to her office and ties her to a chair and explains her plan to Penny uh, about how she is being a foster mother to the adipose. I like the uh, fake out in the toilet scene because it is like, oh mm-hmm. no, this is this is it. This is her getting caught, and it's the cubicle one over from her. It's like, yeah. oh, the tension there. But obviously, she's also she's an she's evil been woman. On the she's got to explain the uh, the evil plan. Yeah, but she's Donna was on the phone in the cubicles, which means Jenny Penny would have heard her yes but she didn't say anything well that's because why would you yeah well you know if she's if she's been caught she's not gonna go but there's someone in that toilet too yeah the doctor's on the roof and he gets on a window cleaner crane and lowers down to listen in on the conversation uh while donna is on the other side of the room looking through a door this was a, a perfect uh moment and scenario oh this was this is and it's the whole miming it and it's like i've been looking for you and she's just what you should go what i looked up on the internet (laughs) and the miming of it and then the the yeah it's perfectly done it's very catherine tate it instantly adds humor and levity to the situation and it kind of sets the series on a really strong strong standing um and when the camera pulls out to reveal that everyone in the room is just watching watching them (laughs) (laughs) it's it's so good so good sorry am i interrupting uh and then and then a lot of chasing begins and the doctor goes up uh and and Donna runs upstairs and run, 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 run. They finally rejoice and they they, they hug and they're like, hey! And then they run, 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 run upstairs. Um, Donna says, the bees are disappearing. Yeah. Which is like... She's kind of off the cuff. She's like, I mentioned the bees are disappearing. That's that's, that's Stacey Solomon. That's Stacey Solomon, yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, they they attempt to escape in the window cleaner crane but miss foster has a sonic pen and she sends him a tumbling of course though the doctor's like yeah no one could uh interrupt this unless they've got a sonic device which i highly doubt she has and then the (laughs) next shot is a it's a sonic pen yeah great uh the doctor is able to use the sonic to uh sort of get hers out of her hand by mm-hmm. sort of shocking it. Essentially, it's um, yeah. And then they, they're they able to get inside, um, and there's more run, 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 and then they're cornered. She reveals herself to be matron cophelia of the five straight in Classabindi nursery fleet intergalactic class who has been hired by the adiposian first family to breed the next generation of the species from humans following the loss of their breeding planet. Again, the planets mm, something's disappeared. Going wrong. Where is it going? Um, the doctor notes that seeding a level five planet 
is against galactic law. Mm, yes, he's, he's bringing out that um, shadow proclamation and all that and the intergalactic law. I feel, again, at this point, the Jadun could easily be involved. Mm-hmm. This is very much a Jadun. Obviously, it's very under the radar. Um, but it's a, it's a, an interesting plan. I quite like the scheme of the villain here. It's it's cool. Yeah. Um, the Doctor and Donna escape when uh, do- the Doctor puts the sonic screwdriver and the sonic pen together and, and they sonic each other and it just creates a loud... Sort of a sonic boom. So yes, like he's like, I like him, him going. Do you know what happens when you put two sonic devices together? And I go, no. And he goes, no. neither do I. Let's find out. It's very, very fun, Doctor again, and not angry at the world, Doctor. But clearly, mm-hmm. clearly, quite likes being in this scenario with Donna and having someone to bounce off. Yeah, uh, Cophelia activates the inducer, causing people everywhere to turn into adipose. The Doctor uses a capsule to override the inducer, but Cophelia doubles its power. Oh no. Luckily, Donna also has her capsule to counter it. Yeah, because I love the. He's like panicking and he's like, I need another one. I I can't save them. And Donna's just like, oh, like this. Yeah, it's it's a fun way. She's just, she is organized. She's on top of things. Um, And shows that they work together well. Yeah. Uh, The nursery ship arrives uh, and of course wilfred's on his hill looking the wrong way yeah. um the, the adipose and cophelia uh, begin to rise up to the ship but cophelia suddenly stops suspended in midair uh the doctor explains to her that again breeding on earth is a crime so the family uh, plan to get rid of the criminal uh, yeah. mum and dad don't need the nanny anymore and she drops yeah, just plummets. But there's also there's that like split second which is just in the middle. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very much. The wily coyote. <laughs> she holds up the sign saying "Help." Yeah, it was very like cartoony that bit. But it was, I think it was uh, it's quite a. I don't. Know, it's not graphic, but brutal way mm. to go for Doctor Who. Just plummets um, to death. So, yeah. But uh, the the I like that um, uh, Donna's like, aren't you just going to explode the spaceship? And and the doctor's like, they're children. They they they're not responsible for how they came into this world. And yeah, Donna's like, you've changed because yeah. obviously he killed a bunch of spiders. I mean, they were spiders, so yeah. And I mean, I guess also the, the different context of it. The the Rachnos were going to try and take over and destroy Earth, whereas the Adipose were just. Yeah. We're just flying away back to their homeland. Again, they've done nothing wrong. They're just children. But it shows that the Doctor has a different side to him depending on the situation. And then, of course, they, they we get the, the fun moment of... Uh, I'm sure you've got it in your recap here, but that oh, you just want a mate. I just want a mate. Whoa, Spice I just man. want a mate. Yeah. Well, Very well. with me, sunshine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very, he's like a twig. You're <laughs> <laughs> just a thing. Yeah, like a pencil. Uh, I thought that was brilliant. Again, shows the dynamic and kind of. We've had two seasons, three if you want to include the one with Christopher Eccleston, in which the Doctor is very much a romantic hero 
Mm -hmm. the, the companion is either lusting after or he's reciprocating and it's nice to have a change of pace and something different uh, yeah. this season feels it doesn't feel standalone but it feels very unique in that sense because pretty much every season in Doctor Who of New Who we've had that Doctor companion dynamic of mm -hmm. will they won't they is there a relationship there maybe Peter, Peter Capaldi's run is the exception um, I think we we had that we we had that with with Donna the be the the platonic friendship and then we went back to the will they won't they and then until Bill yeah until Bill yeah That's and true. then back to the will they won't they or they yeah. are well they are yeah. kind of wish then hmm um how does this Donna end? leaves Donna leaves her mum's keys in a bin for her to collect. She tells a woman to tell her where they are when she comes and leaves for adventures. But who is this woman, Fraser? It's f***ing Rose. Ah! Oh, oh my, my god. god. The way this is shot dun, is really dun, well dun. done. Yeah, because the music, mm -hmm. you see the back of her head, blonde hair, blue jacket. You don't it's been think... too long that it's not even in your mind. Yeah, you don't think anything of it. And then her head turns and it's Rose and she walks off and vanishes. Mm. So I wonder if her mum ever find out where the keys were. Right? She's just put what the... She's just been told, here are instructions and then she's like, nah, I'm leaving. I'm off, mate. Unless she was going to disappear anyway and she was just like, I should probably get away from view of people. Mm. Or should have passed on to the next person. Oh, by the way, there's keys in the been there a woman's, yeah. a woman's gonna come along here in an hour um i don't know she's walking yeah she's definitely she not driving drive. yeah so but yeah i thought it was a great end to the episode really cool to have rose back but in a way that's not main companion yar but that leads us nicely on to the Hoovia section. Thank you for joining oh. me, Jordy. Uh, you mentioned at the start of the show during the recap about Wilfred Mott that uh, you were wondering whether he was in the show because, and he was put in the Voyage of the Damned because of his appearance in season four or whether they took him in season four. What are you doing? I just give my ass a rest sitting down. Okay. You're wondering if they put him in to like tease his appearance in this they did not the original plan uh, howard atfield the actor did some did film some scenes as donna's father jeff noble but became too unwell to continue and unfortunately died during filming this episode was dedicated to him bernard cribbins who had starred in the previous episode of voyage of the damned as a newspaper salesman wilford mott was brought back to refilm all of atfield's scenes uh, which then they you know retconned that he's donna's grandfather um right so he wasn't planned. It was very last minute. They'd even he because of this, he wasn't factored in for the rest of the season. So that any future appearances from him uh, was just they had to rewrite all of Donna's father scenes. Mm -hmm. um, you can actually see the original footage on the special features on the DVD of this season. Um, Donna Noble was supposed to be a one-off character, like Wilfred Mott, but Russell T. Davis was so impressed by Catherine Tate's performance in The Runaway Bride that he decided to bring her back as a regular companion in Series 4, obviously. Um, just before the 28th minute off the episode, you can clearly hear the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy melody worked in at the soundtrack. 
which is a really cool reference. Oh. Um, I don't know why. I can't remember what happens at the 28th minute, but it's there. You can hear it. Um, Penny Carter was the name of the journalist in this episode, but was also the original name of the main companion of season four. Like, the, what the original plan was, it was going to be someone called Penny Carter. Uh, but that was dropped when Catherine Tate stated her desire to return as Donna. Um, the character that appeared in this episode is a different character altogether, other than the one that was devised by Russell T. Davis. So we would have probably still had this episode with a Penny Carter, but she wouldn't have been a journalist. Um, the word adipose, do you know what it means, Jordy? Adipose. Does it mean, like, f- fat? Yeah, it's the scientific term for body fat. Right. So if you if you go to the doctors and the doctor says something about body fat, they'll call it adipose. You've got a lot of adipose. Yeah, so you'll be like freaking out if you're a Doctor Who fan. Um, we have, of course, a disappearance reference here. Mrs. Foster states that the adipose home planet has disappeared. That's the second time we've had that. We've had a mention of there no being no stars in the sky in the Voyage of the Damned episode. At one point, the story was set in a dilapidated old house, which would hide a portal to another planet which had been overrun with vicious dog-like Vorlax. The last survivors of this world had opened a portal to Earth in order to rid the world of the invaders. That was the original plan for this episode. Strange. Very strange. The scene in which Rose Tyler appears was omitted the omitted from the previewed version for critics. This was to keep it a secret, of course. While it had become common knowledge that Rose would appear later in season four, her presence in this one episode was a successfully guarded secret until its first broadcast on BBC. The music heard during her appearance derives from her previous appearance in Doomsday. On at least two taxi cabs in this episode, you will notice that their windscreens have stickers with the word Atmos on them, which is a reference to the future episodes, the Centauran Stratagem and the Poison Sky. These are, of of course, um, future episodes in season four. Uh, Rose Tyler returns to Doctor Who for the first time since Doomsday, barring any archive footage. Although it's only a brief cameo, Billy Piper was still given top billing. She was given top billing for the episode, even over David Tennant and Catherine Tate, which is crazy. Um, and finally, there is a not a, a it's a not a future callback, but in season five, there's a callback to this episode just in the way it's framed and shot. The doctor popping his head up from behind the desk and smiling in the office scene uh, is almost a shot for shot, or the way he moves and stuff is replicated by the eleventh doctor when he pops his head out of the TARDIS when he meets young Amelia in the eleventh hour. Ah. that is all the hoovia i have for you today jordy i hope you had fun i hope we have thought of something for the next segment yep fraser this brings us on to the satan pit it's the hall of flame it's where we send concepts down to hell to be shunned by society forever what is your pick this week i am nominating for the uh saint's pit mayonnaise because um as you mentioned before in last week's episode about a a certain list that was made of things that i don't that i've said that i was arrogant about i i stand by this so i'm putting it in here i don't like mayonnaise i don't like it on sandwiches i don't like it in anything i think it's disgusting in every sandwich you go into like on on tesco meal deal mayo You, you go into greg's to get one of like the oval bites Mm-hmm. mayo you, you cheaper go, than butter it is it is cheaper than butter but you go in anywhere and it's always mayonnaise 
I don't like it. Mm. But I will say this: I'll put mayonnaise in there. Uh, the other thing I is think that it's going to cause an uproar. I know. With this, when you order stuff on like Deliveroo or Uber Eats or anything like that, just eat, and there's something that you want removed from the item, mm-hmm. it is always a gamble because they never. It's some places listen to the in, in the order, you know, the order requirements. Some places don't. Yeah. Now, I most recently, uh, prior to going seeing the Book of Mormon a few weeks back, we sat in the office and ordered a Nando's. I ordered the Fino Pitta. Classic. I'm not sure if you're familiar, yeah, familiar with it. It's two chicken breasts, bit of halloumi, lettuce. Mm-hmm. It's got. A, they don't do that in Scotland anymore. It's back. It's is back it back? Oh, fantastic! Because that's that's what I would always order. Well, it's back on the menu but. now. But you get a bit, of, you get some relish in there. You get a, an onion, a, an onion sauce in there, and then you get a garlic aioli. Now, I'm not a big garlic aioli fan. However, I'd ask for it to be taken off. Right. And it came with it on. <sighs> I ate it because I'm not as not I'm not as much against an aioli as I am a mayonnaise. It's not as creamy. Right. But I still wouldn't want it. It's the creaminess. Why don't you like it? It's again. It's the creaminess. I'm not a big milk fan, as you know. You know, like I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't drink milk. I'll have oat milk. I don't like any. What are you drinking currently? It's an oat milk latte. Yeah, but surely it's still quite creamy. Well, it is, but it's not as creamy as actual dairy. I just don't like that dairiness, uh, and obviously, mm. eggs. It may as mayo is eggs. And I'm quite fine with eggs. It's just the creaminess of it. And how it's... Right. Yeah. So um, you'd never have a milkshake? No, I don't like milkshakes. I, I wouldn't <gasps> have it. I mean, I, I guess you could say an iced coffee is as close to a milkshake as I would go. But again, it's got to be oat milk. And I use very small amounts of milk in it. It's mostly a, a black coffee with a little bit of oat milk. Um, right. But yeah, mayo's going in there. It doesn't need to be on every single sandwich. Just give me a, a sandwich without it. Give us some other options. Um, although, again, I will concede, I went to a Fat Hippo recently. Which okay. Which is a burger chain mm-hmm. um, in Newcastle. And they had Fat Hippo sauce, which is obviously their burger sauce. I yes. asked for it on the side because I didn't want it on the burger. And they complied. They, they put buffalo sauce on the burger for me instead. That's perfect for me. I tried the fat hippo sauce because I asked them and it wasn't a mayo. Mm. It was an aioli. Okay. And it was quite nice. I would I would right. I would put it on the burger. I just couldn't you do have a had whole, it on the burger. I couldn't do a whole gamble of is it a mayo? Would I like it? Right. Same with ketchup. Don't like ketchup, but that's another day. So you'd pr- you'd probably hate five guys burgers. Cause we slather that yeah, mayo. Yeah, when on. I've seen when I've seen five guys with mayo on it, nah. Burger shouldn't have mayo on it. You shouldn't have. You shouldn't have mayo with anything. That's why I'm putting it in Satan's pit. So I'm going to go with. I know. I think it was very. Well, I say early on because I I don't know anymore because we've been doing this for so long. It feels like years. Um. You at one point put in a a woman who works at Tesco. Yes, I that did. would yeah. always check I, you. Yeah, she's done it since. <laughs> I'm just going to put in general age checks for energy drinks. Yeah. Because um, because it always they're never there. It always takes 
ages for someone to come and help you when it's energy drinks um and they rarely ask you for your id or they rarely ask me and they just do it so what's the point so and it just it just wastes so much time and it's always when you're in a hurry as well um so yeah age checks for energy drinks i mean i know it's for like it's the to safety stop the, of yeah, the youth. It's to stop the kids doing it but it is a bit daft overall because mm-hmm. see if you were going to do you know why it's there like because the caffeine content's so high yeah do children get id'd when they go into starbucks no no it's the same amount of caffeine in a red bull as a coffee but you don't get id'd to buy a latte do they get id'd when they go into corner stores and buy bang energy probably not yeah so you're putting in age checks on energy drinks age checks on energy drinks so male and age checks on energy drinks what a week for the satan's pit fraser what did you think of partners in crime i am i'm in two minds about this episode because i feel like there is i really love the doctor and donna throughout this episode their whole thing is fantastic Mm -hmm. and i think is would i would rate really really highly but i don't actually like the the actual plot of the episode uh like the whole um foster mother with the aliens wanting a babies like it's a it's a serviceable plot there's nothing wrong with it it's just i feel like that's not the focus of the episode and and it, it, i'm mm. i would say that the doctor and donna's relationship and stuff in this and building it up as far as the first the new companion i think that's like a seven and a half eight out of ten but the actual episode is not as good as their stuff right and i would say that the episode quality wise is like a five but the Doctor and Donna's whole dynamic is is top tier. So I'm I'm really struggling with what to rate it because it's it's not a bad episode. It's just there's certain certain aspects that are really, really good. Um I, I maybe would place it as six and a half, seven. Um again, purely because I think just Donna and the Doctor with the dynamic of them missing each other how fast-paced it is and the fact that it's very, like, comical. And there's some really great bits with the, the looking through the glass. Um, it's good. It, it's great, I think. So I think a six and a half or seven, I'm undecided. I'll, I'll wait to hear your thoughts as well to see if, if that can sway me on a more solid score. Um, right. But yeah, what are you thinking? I disagree completely. No, I think um, I... I I agree that the 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 Doctor and Donna's uh, dynamic is very much the the main driving force of this episode, and you could tell that the dynamic between Doctor and Donna and just David Tennant and Catherine Tate affected so much of the script. Um, but I'm I I I I will fully admit that them together just as a full the main driving force i didn't mind this episode's actual plot line so to me i'm i'm going like 7.5 or above to be honest i i I think this is the first i think this is the best first season episode first episode season's best season's first episode i mean i 
I would I would agree so far. Because I I think next season I oh, don't think you can top that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um but yes, this is this is is a very very strong episode in, in compared to the others. So I think yeah, I will I will settle on a 7 for me. Um because yeah, David Tennant and Catherine Tate is the main thing of this episode. I, ju- I guess my only thing it boils down to is it's just it's it's a weird oh it's body fat as a mm. a thingy and the I, villain is I do like the concept though of like an alien race breeding children by turning humans into them. Um and then there's just the sort of deeper subplot of the the planet was destroyed. It was it's disappeared. Where's it gone? Yeah, true. Well, I'm I'm gonna say uh, seven. What are you thinking? What what score? Um, I'm I'm looking at my list, my rankings, and I think I'm gonna give it. I will give it. Yeah, I think I'm 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 just it's just seven point five for me. Oh, it's very um, fair. It's a very, it is a very good episode. But as I said, I think if I would have a different opinion of this, if it was the Doctor and Martha or the Doctor and Rose, um, mm. it really relies on the lightheartedness and the kind of making fun of the situation. Well, not making fun of, but making light of the situation um, with Catherine Tate in there. Yeah. But what did you think of partners in crime you can tell us on twitter at real georgie steel or at the fraser porter or at doctor who pod you can also subscribe to this podcast you can like you can share um we are on apple Podcasts and spotify obviously because you're listening yeah um but thank you very much for listening uh fraser do you have anything you'd like to plug before we finish uh nothing really to plug just the usual stuff join and uh, come and watch my streams on a friday at six o'clock on the cultaholic twitch channel so that's twitch.tv forward slash cultaholic um just keep an eye on on twitter that we've already plugged um we've got some cool stuff coming up i'm away on holiday very soon uh so i don't know whether that will affect our release schedule of these um but we will we'll be cracking through the season i'm very excited for season four Mm -hmm. Um, what about you, yes. Jody? Any minute plug? I noticed you, you've done some Ohi film stuff recently. Yes, uh, me and my my Ohi films partner Cameron Howe, we recently discussed uh, the newly announced Phase Five and Phase Six uh, slates for the Marvel Cinematic Universe that was announced uh, at uh, San Diego Comic Con a couple of weeks ago. Um, we talk about the projects that were announced, what they can mean for the future and how they could all connect. And then we talk about beyond what's been announced. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with those, how those videos came out, the, the, the phase six and seven question mark, uh, previews came out yesterday. Um, so go check those out if you, if you want to hear me nerding out about uh, uh marvel yeah not talking doctor who um, talking marvel talking marvel um and and yeah uh there's more stuff c- we we with more announcements coming in september um we might do more videos but we're we're hoping to slowly sort of get back into making more content maybe not regular. like regularly but just 
making quality content over quantity quanti- uh, quantity yeah. content quality um, content over yeah. quantity yes quantity yeah uh but go check that out go subscribe to the the channel um but next week next monday it's volcano day mm-hmm. pompeii time we get to meet two future stars of doctor who yeah mad uh but i hope you have a lovely weekend and as always please remember to stay, stay hooked, hooked.